What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, back with another episode of the N Squared Podcast. Before we get started, this is just going to be a quick solo episode. I'm recording live. Obviously, I'm recording live. But I'm coming to you from uh, April 6th, 2023 at 7.20 p.m. I just wrapped up recording a bonus beers episode with Jim and Brian over at Drink Beer and Play Game. Um, It's... uh, Patreon exclusive. So if you want to hear it and hear all the other episodes that we've done on there, reviewing movies, stand-up specials, and more, head over to their Patreon, subscribe, and you can get some more Nerdy Nick goodness over there on their channel. So no best friend Josh here today. Um, We just have been busy and schedules haven't synced up this week. So I just figured, you know what, I, (laughs) I, I need to get some of this stuff talked about because it's it's honestly been a pretty busy news week with everything. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So normally this is where Josh and I would say, what's up? But anyways, he's not here, right? So, I think this is only like my second uh, solo episode. So, bear with me here. I'm actually pretty good at speaking you know just by myself and whatnot but um i know some of you guys listen for the the vibe uh you know best friend banter and and different perspectives on certain things so just bear with me on that so as far as the what's up goes um obviously we're not recording on a sunday so a lot has actually fallen into this umbrella of what's up uh, the main thing is I've been playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. And I gotta say, it's it's a great game so far. I think I'm in chapter 12. I don't know how many total chapters there are left in total. But it's a really good game. Resident Evil 4 is unanimously praised all across the board. The GameCube version or PS2 version. Uh, even the remastered. Xbox version, not the remake, the remastered version for modern consoles, uh, or was modern consoles. It's a a really, that game changed the franchise from just being survival horror, but added in a little bit more action, some speed, um, and all around gameplay, I would say, Um, especially introducing the merchant character where you can buy weapons and all that stuff from he's he's pretty awesome and he's pretty awesome in this game too just like resident evil 2 and 3 remake they brought the graphics right like the graphics are great i'm playing it on my xbox series x um it is the series x version of the game i don't know if there is like a ps4 version or a Xbox One version. I, I suspect not, but you know who knows. Uh, the graphics look great. I'm playing it, you know, on my on my TV. It's a, a HDR, 4K, you know, all that good stuff. It's great. The frame rate is awesome. Um, the even like down to the puddles in the ground look really freaking cool. There was a, a couple of times where I just caught myself looking at the environment throughout it, whether you're in the caves or on the lake. Um, it's pretty awesome. The redesigns of some of the bigger bosses are, are like, holy shit. So you've got 
the two the two giants, the El Gigantes, those guys look freaking terrifying. Like absolutely terrifying. Where you've got the one in that arena, and then you've also got the one in the castle uh, that's chucking rocks at you and stuff. Both of these guys are crazy. Um, the giant fish looks more like a giant salamander. I don't quite remember what it looks like in the original, uh, but he looks insane. You know, and like even Salazar looks absolutely insane as well. The general enemies, the villagers look pretty, pretty awesome as far as uh, like details go. Some of them, you know, like when you, when you kill them, for example, like say blow off an enemy's head and it doesn't turn into like the, the further advanced Las Plagas monsters. Um, you can see the, the parasite wiggle around outside of its like neck hole where its head used to be. It's, it's pretty gross and disturbing, but it's really cool to see. Um, the merchant, unfortunately, this is a spoiler, I guess, but he doesn't have some of his classic lines that he did in the original that where he's like, what are you buying? You know, he's, he's not, he's still funny and still sounds like himself, but he doesn't have that tagline that everybody knows so well. Um, the shooting gallery games are really fun too, that the merchant will have every now and then. Um, Ashley is still Ashley and she's still a pain to have follow you around or escort and playing as Ashley in that one level where you're totally defenseless really sucks. <laughs> but it get if you know what you're doing, you can get through that pretty quickly. I'm excited to get to the end, but I'm also kind of sad knowing it's almost over. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good game, really fun. I would definitely recommend it. And I think in my in the next podcast I'll probably give my full thoughts on the game, uh, start to finish. Ah, excuse me. I had to take a sip of beer. Also, being that it's the 6th, yesterday a very big movie came out. The Super Mario Brothers movie. My wife, daughter, and I, we got in the car. We, we bought the tickets weeks ago whenever they came on sale. We got them like the day, the minute, the second they came on sale. And my wife got us really good seats right where we would like to be in the front, in the center, you know, in the nice, you know, recliner chairs or leather chairs and stuff. Uh, we got the question block uh, popcorn tins. Those are so cool. Now we got two of them. And... The movie was great. It was awesome. And I should preface this. It's a kid's movie. First and foremost, it's a kid's movie. So anyone going in there thinking you're going to get full fan service, being a you know 40-plus-year-old gamer, like just chill and remember it's, it's a kid's movie. But, oh, my God, there's tons of Easter eggs. There's tons of uh, tons of Easter eggs, a lot of lore, a lot of explanations for things. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers here because the movie just came out yesterday, and I feel like that would be very unfair to give uh, my full thoughts and everything on it 
I, I would say like give it like a week and then you can do that. You know, it's like my kind of general rule for things. Um, but I will just say, go, go see it. I loved it. Really good movie. Um, so yeah, we did that. And of course, just leading into one of the core topics here. Last weekend was WrestleMania 38 or 39. I can't remember. One of the big ones, we'll say. Uh, it was a sold-out crowd both days in SoFi Stadium, which is in Los Angeles, for WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. I'm not going to give a recounted, full-detail you know, match rundown for all of the matches, but I would say that they were all generally pretty good. Uh, one that threw me for a surprise was... Uh, uh, Omos and Brock Lesnar. That was actually like really interesting to, to, to watch. Only because Omos is just such a large human being that he made Brock Lesnar look like a little kid. It was it was <laughs> it was crazy to see him just pick Brock up and like throw him around like a, like a rag doll. Uh, that that was really fun to watch. The triple threat match for the Intercontinental title was really, I think, the, the show uh, showstopper, show stealer uh, match of both nights for me um, with Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. There were so many near falls. I mean, oh my God, the fucking chops. I, I, would, I would love to see a picture of all three of their chests, like with the next two days uh, after the match because holy shit there was a point where like Sheamus was bleeding out of his chest just from being slapped so much it was amazing it was it was brutal um I was really actually pulling for Sheamus in that match because that's the one title that's eluded him his entire WWE career and I would I would love to see him you know become a Grand Slam champ and have all you know finally get that accolade I kind of feel bad for Drew McIntyre too, because he was kind of one of those top guys and unceremoniously, you know, like had to wrestle in that WrestleMania in 2020 where, you know, it was no crowd and, and whatnot. And he, he won the title there and it was like, well, shit, you know, it's one way to, one way to win a title with no crowd, you know, so I feel kind of bad for that guy. And ever since then, it's just kind of been like eluding him. Um, Bianca Belair and Asuka was okay. It didn't really do much for me. I was kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, I kind of expected. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley was actually a really good match. And I think it was a lot better than it had any right to be. I just feel that Charlotte Flair over the last few years has kind of really been phoning it in. And as much as she says, you know, like, I'm my own person. I don't want to be just known as Ric Flair's daughter. Like, dude, your your whole gimmick is being Ric Flair's daughter. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, the women's tag team mat, uh, title match with uh, Lita, Becky Lynch, and I believe Trish Stratus was in it. It was, it was kind of, for me, it was like, man, I don't remember a whole lot about it, honestly. 
it was really nice to see Seth Rollins get that W over uh, Logan Paul because I, you know, I don't care how good of a wrestler Logan Paul is. Um, I know he's a lot better than he really has any right to be. You know, yes, he is a freak athlete in that regard, but he's a trash human being. So it was just really nice to see a trash human being get handed their loss. I was not a big fan of Austin Theory beating Cena. <laughs> like, look, I'll be 100% honest. I was never a real fan of Cena, and I have never been a fan of Austin Theory. Um, his patchwork beard looks horrible. <laughs> but, you know, what can you do besides shave it off, which you should totally do? I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't, that match didn't do anything for me. Oh, man. But one match that I watched, I think a total of three times over, was the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for both tag team straps. That was a great match. I loved it. It was great storytelling. It was hard hitting. It was fast. It was methodical. It was really, really, really good. And if you have Peacock, I highly recommend going on there. And if you want to just fast forward all the way through night one, it's the main event of night one. It is definitely worth your time. Um, the main event oof, for night two, which was Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Oh, let me take a sip of beer here. I loved everything about the match, but the last five minutes. I am so tired of the Roman Reigns shtick that he can never win clean. He's always a cheat. And he's a fucking ball hog. If anything, obviously Roman Reigns retained his title. If anything, this was a smack in the face to Cody Rhodes. Kayfabe or not kayfabe of his, his achievements. Oh, you thought you could leave, start up your own thing, and then come back and think you're a big deal? Well, guess what? All your hard work's for naught because they don't want you there and, and we don't want you here. Da, 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 da. You're not good enough there. You're not good enough here. Da, 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 da. Um, you hate to see it. I don't know where the story's going to go from here because you have to strike when the iron is fucking hot. The iron was fucking hot that night. And even if the plan all along was for Roman to retain because there were rumors that he was going to face The Rock. And The Rock was going to lose. You have to fucking call an audible, man. You have to. Cody, in my stupid, humble opinion, is never going to be as hot as he was Mania Sunday night, night two. I don't know if you're ever going to get another chance to have that moment again. You know, you had Brody Lee's little son there, Amanda Huber as well. And then you had, you know, Brandy and, and their daughter. And 
I mean, I just, I don't know. I know a lot of people are unhappy with it, and I know some people are totally fine with it. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure where the story goes from here. Especially after the Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, that was like the flattest fucking Raw after WrestleMania that has ever been. And I thought it was very interesting that Brock Lesnar was going to work a Raw because he hasn't done that in about 20 years. And was it 20 years or was it the tag? He hasn't done a tag team match since like 2004. And he was going to tag with Cody. We're, we're done with the WrestleMania talk now. We're talking about Raw. Um, if you want my total grade for WrestleMania, uh, if we're going letter grades, I'll give it like a, uh, a B. I'll give it a B. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt like there was something funny when when Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar were going to tag team against Roman Reigns and um, Solo Sokoa. Don't know why my mind blinked there. And then, of course, like this show had Vince's stink all over it. And, of course... There was no fucking main event tag team match. Cody Rhodes, after the introductions for the main event, Cody Rhodes got destroyed by Brock Lesnar. And now we have to wait and see why. Roman Reigns and and Solo Sokoa left ring with Paul Heyman and whatnot. I just, I I don't know what the fuck is going to happen here. It just... Is it interesting? Kind of, yeah. Because, like, why the fuck would Brock want to feud with with Cody, right? My thought is, well, maybe he's maybe Paul Heyman struck a deal with Brock Lesnar to take out Cody, you know, to get rid of the Cody problem for Roman. That's just immediately where my mind goes. So if you have any ideas, you know, let me know in the comments of wherever you, you've found this vi- uh, not video um, podcast. So we'll go ahead and keep it with WWE. This is going to be a little bit of a heavier WWE episode. But I mean, it's, it's kind of warranted. Because also what broke on Monday, ahead of Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, it had been confirmed that WWE has been sold and bought by Endeavor. If you don't know who Endeavor is, they're the parent company to the UFC. And they're going to make a new company. Right now they're calling it a new co um, to basically be an umbrella for the UFC and WWE. So they're going to essentially be one but separate. I assume it's going to be like Sam's Club and Walmart, you know, or TJ Maxx and Ross or whatever. I don't know. You know, I'll just stick with the Sam's Club and uh, Walmart one. That's that's pretty accurate there. Um, Vince McMahon had said, uh, I think it was like on CNBC or MSNBC. I don't don't, don't know these fucking news channels um, that. He wasn't going to be involved in creative only with the big stuff, the main storylines, and he wasn't going to get into the weeds of all of creative. Well, boy, howdy, did that fucking change real quick. 
that fucking changed real quick. There's word now that um, Triple H has essentially been told you're no longer in charge of creative. Vince is. Um, and there's a lot of word going around right now um, with trusted sources that Vince is going to basically be in charge of SmackDown this Friday, whether it be remotely or in person. Uh, and Triple H is going to address the SmackDown uh, audience to open up SmackDown. So this is either going to be the same hoorah speech that we saw on uh, Raw, or this is going to be him saying, uh, thanks for the ride, so long, see you later. But we'll see. I kind of think it's going to be more of the first to kind of just be a distraction, you know. Look at me over here, look at me over here. Don't look at Vince in charge over here, but look at me over here kind of thing. So, yeah. It's a, it's a little bit upsetting because as much as I'm not a fan of WWE, I still watch. It's not like I hate watch it. It's just ever since AEW has come around, and I know I'm gonna get called a mark and and you know fanboy and this and that, but like I don't I don't fucking care. You know, say it to my face, I don't fucking care. Um, AEW has been the al- alternative that everyone has wanted for so long because WWE essentially Vince had the vice grip, the lockdown on this business for so long, and. The combat in AEW is something that suits my liking a whole lot better than the the plastic cotton candy uh, combat that we get with WWE. Um, to me, the combat in WWE is very soft. It is very soft, and is it is it, it, it's always a struggle for me to you know have my veil on my blinders, so to speak, um, to, you know, uh, curtail my disbelief. But uh, I don't know. This is definitely a let's see what happens situation with WWE with being sold and, and Vince and Triple H and so on and so forth that we're definitely going to have to wait and see what is going on there. So I'm going to take a quick break real quick and come back with some gaming news. So stick around. All right, and we're back from that quick break. So let's move on over to gaming news, especially Nintendo gaming news. If you are a subscriber to the expansion pack of the online service that Nintendo offers that includes N64 games, Sega Genesis games, as well as the NES and SNES and as a Game Boy, Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games now. No, <laughs> geez. You are getting Pokemon Stadium in six short days, April 12th, 2023. This is a day I've like literally been waiting for and dreamed of. Because 
I've always thought, ever since the N64 version, the original version, I still have my original cartridge with my shitty 10-year-old handwriting on, on the label where it gives you a uh, space to write your name. <laughs> I've always thought that that game would have been so awesome to play online. You know, I used to play StarCraft and, and WarCraft online back in the day, you know, PC gaming and whatnot. And I always thought like, man, it would be so cool if like you could online gaming with consoles and stuff. And mind you, like I was like 10, you know, when the game came out, maybe even nine. No, I think I was nine. But regardless, we're finally getting it. It's, it's cool that you can, first of all, it is huge that you can play it on your Switch, which means you can play it wherever, right? Now you can play online. Something I've always wanted to do. I think this is awesome. It's great. The only downside is I don't have the expansion pack for the uh, Nintendo Online membership. So I'm going to have to do some uh, convincing with myself to, to get it. Um, because I, I mean, I think it might be worth the upgrade. I just have the regular one, but it's a family one. Uh, so my daughter can play uh, Splatoon with me and whatnot on the Switch, which we actually haven't done in a while. So I need to do something there to kind of make the the family pack pass, uh, get my money's worth out of that. Anyways, let me know if you guys are hyped for Pokemon Stadium on the Switch. I, I'm totally excited. I could care less if there was like graphical up upgrades or anything like that. I am just super excited to be able to play this on the Switch, modern console. You know, the possibilities, man. I'm just so excited. And keeping with gaming, well, at least I thought gaming. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Keeping with um, Pokemon. There we go. The um, original singer for the uh, Pokemon theme song has created another song for the departure of Ash and Pikachu from the animated series. It's called Last Goodbye, Ash's Ending. Now, I haven't listened to it yet. And I really want to, but I don't feel like fucking crying. <laughs> I've heard it's great, and I've heard that the singer has uh, put his all into it and doesn't sound off at all. They said that he sounds exactly the same as he did in the original. Um, I want to be the very best. You know that song. Um, I just think, and I know we touched on it in the other episode. I just can't believe Ash is done. Like, Ash is gone. It's, it's uh, Ash and Pikachu are... I mean, I know it had to happen, right? Like, Pokemon wasn't going to run forever and Ash be 10 for fucking forever. But, like, holy hell, what a ride it's been, you know? And I, I can't believe it's over. Of course, Pokemon will still be around. It's not like you play as Ash in, in, in the games, you know? And the games still pop out all the time and... I just can't believe it's it, you know, and there's a big part of me, a, a very big part of me in, inside that doesn't want to let go, you know, obviously I'm very nostalgic, you know, um, I 
basically collected and preserved my childhood and and video games and comic books and toys and very much a man child in that regard got my responsibilities unlocked though so there you go but yeah let me know in the in the comments and stuff if, if you guys have listened to the song or looked it up and um, how you feel truly about ash and pikachu's departure you know from the show i think it's had to happen had to happen i i think pikachu will always be like the face of pokemon you know like a random kid can be like yeah i know what pikachu is but if you ask him what like a uh, magmar is he'd be like nah, i don't know you know <laughs> but let's see here moving on we'll keep it in some uh, entertainment news now and this one's pretty interesting Shrek 5 has been teased with the original cast coming back. And it's it's uh it's it's not new that Eddie Murphy cuz Eddie Murphy has already asked to like come back and be Donkey um a while ago. You know, and with the success, it's not a surprise with the success of Puss in Boots um by Dreamworks that came out what was it late last year, early this year. I think it was late last year. Um, it's just been another reason why, like, well, okay, let's bring Shrek back. You know, we, we've had him out of the zeitgeist for a little bit. Let's bring him back. Puss in Boots is obviously really popular. Maybe we'll throw him in there as well. Um, I don't know exactly where you can take the Shrek story from here. Um, I would assume, you know, like a new fairy tale enemy, so to speak, or something, some diabolical scheme of some sorts to heighten the drama. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I haven't, I don't think I saw the last Shrek that came out, but I love me some Mike Myers and I love Shrek. Uh, <laughs> I remember going to see the first one in the movie theaters and thought it was like the bee's knees. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm pretty interested to see, you know, a new Shrek, see what they can do with it. You know, hopefully kind of like, obviously, do right by the franchise. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's Shrek, you know, but it's, it's universally loved, I think. And then of course, Lionsgate is already talking about the next John Wick, John Wick five. It's a, it's an official, it's officially in the consideration stage of their planning. What that means is they're just waiting to see how much money John Wick 4 makes, but it's already made more than all the previous John Wicks. So, of course, it's really just going to come down to can, um, uh, can Keanu Reeves keep doing this stuff? You know, like he's getting up there in age. He obviously takes good care of himself, but, you know, we'll see. I think it's pretty interesting. I would hope that before they start John Wick 5, he can get going with his Const uh, Constantine sequel um, for the DC uh, universe. I really want to see another Constantine. The first one I freaking loved and was so mad that it never got followed up on because it was a box office bomb, but then later became a cult classic movie. So we'll see. Um, another thing that was very interesting to me from Lionsgate... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's not Lionsgate. 
It's Legendary, Legendary Studios. They have acquired the film and TV rights for Street Fighter, which I think is great. Legendary does some really good work. From what I remember, Legendary has done the Godzilla and King Kong films that have been um, coming out. Oh, excuse me. And those are, in my opinion, really good movies. I know the director of Kong Skull Island was wanting to make a Metal Gear Solid movie. And that was supposed to be, that was, that's been in talks for like five years now. Jeez. Um, and Street Fighter has had a rough go at it with the live action adaptations. I will always love and have a bias for the original. I mean, I have like the collector's edition uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, and Raul Julia. Um, I never saw the Chun-Li solo film. It's like Street Fighter Legends Chun-Li or something like that. I don't know. That one came out in, when I was in high school and I wanted to see it, but I, I think I had just been burned by like a, what was that movie? A Dragon Ball Evolution. God, that's an awful movie. No matter how many times I watch Dragon Ball Evolution, and don't ask how many because it's probably too many. I have the DVD. <laughs> I try to tell myself this is going to be good or better than the time you saw it last, but it's just as bad. And I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? What were they thinking? It's awful. Yeah. Hopefully legendary will do something legendary with a legendary franchise like street fighter. Street fighters got so much potential to tell so many stories because of its diverse roster of characters and whatnot. Just like Mortal Kombat. So, you know, I think with Street Fighter, you'll probably end up keeping it more... I'm, I'm only saying family-friendly in a ratings realm. You know, Mortal Kombat was definitely a hard R. Um, I think a Street Fighter live-action movie would probably be a PG-13, you know. So we'll see. Um, I'm actually wondering... If that is it for the news and topics for this podcast, I want to say yes. This was meant to be a short solo episode, and yeah, that's it. Well, let me take a sip here. This has been a short and sweet episode of the N Squared Podcast. I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with my solo ranting, blah, 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 blah. I want to give a big shout out to Premium Edition Games. If you want to find games that you can't find anywhere else with superb quality, great custom artwork, and so much more, head on over to Premium Edition Games. Use the affiliate code in the description down below or affiliate link rather and support this channel by buying some great games for yourself and supporting your gaming habits. <laughs> I want to say thank you to all of our listeners all across the world in Spain, Turkey. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking now. Australia, um, Germany and, and, uh, Great Britain, <laughs> and, and so many other places, guys. just want to say thank you so much for listening. 
taking some time out of your day to hear us typically, but me today, we just ramble and talk about some interesting things that I like. And um, I hope you guys like them too. So thanks once again for listening next time. Best friend, Josh will be back. It'll be a much longer episode and we'll catch you guys in the next one.